Hello and welcome to another episode of the Project Purple Podcast. I'm Dino Varelli, founder and CEO of Project Purple. And today we're on the phone with my brother from another mother. Uh, and I, I don't say that often, but my good friend and a brother, Tim Carone. Tim, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you doing yourself, Dino? Uh, it, it's a little chilly today, but you know what? It's We're a week in the spring and it's New England, so go figure, Tim. I, I can't complain. It's not snowing. And I know you're out in the Chicago land area and you guys have had a bad winter. So, uh, you know, there's not much to complain about here because there's no snow on the ground. There you go. Here too. It's all melted, 50 degrees, and the sun's shining. Tim, thank you for taking time out of your busy day to, to join us here on the Project Purple Podcast. And I was sincere about my opening there. Tim is the president and one of the co-founders of Team Corone and has been part of the Project Purple family for quite some time. And, and I, I think the best thing that we could do, Tim, for our audience listening at home, and we have a pretty vast audience, is maybe give them some of the background of Team Corona and how you got connected with me. Well, when Rick, my deceased brother, was diagnosed in 2014 with pancreatic cancer, Dino, you saw his story on social media, I believe uh, Facebook, and you reached out to him slash us in regards to your patient aid program that you administer. That's right. Um, I was very grateful, but at that time, I thought that somebody else might need the patient aid more than my brother, because he had a very vast background uh, with some country music artist friends and sports friends that uh, came up and uh, helped us right in the beginning at that time. And I remember, Tim, if you remember... I had talked to Rick, and then I think I had talked to you like shortly thereafter in my due diligence at the time. I think I was very sleuth, I guess. I don't know if that's the proper term, but like detective-like and tracking people down on the internet to try to find out information about them. And I think I got a hold of Rick first, and then I think you got you and I got connected and I remember having that conversation, and I know at first Rick was very hesitant to accept any sort of support or anything, and then um, you and I had talked a bit, and I think you had said the same thing, that you know Rick was kind of hesitant at the time to, to accept any aid or anything like that, and then we kind of forged this like almost instant relationship, I guess I would say, just because I think if you look at our families, you know, Italians the backgrounds and, and faith and, and everything. It was just kind of this this really interesting parallel of families. And maybe best term would probably be like family values in some way. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we both believed in like the same thing. And that's where it ultimately came down to that. I would think at that time when you had talked to Rick initially, and then I believe he gave you my phone number to talk to me about it yeah. as I was, more of the family representatives, maybe. And, you know, you don't just want it personally, I would say, and, you know, Rick thought the same way. You don't just want to take money because someone's willing to give you money slash patient aid, you know, for especially something like pancreatic cancer. So at that point in time, we really didn't know what we needed. And, you know, money at the time wasn't one of those things. And, 
we ultimately forged a beautiful friendship by you reaching out to us over the next five, six years. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. And and I know though for our listeners at home, so Rick gets diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, but this was not the family's first occurrence with pancreatic cancer, right, Tim? No, it wasn't. My mother uh, passed away of pancreatic cancer in 1998. And from by the time she had told my brothers and I, it was within 30 to 45 days and she had already passed. Oh, my God. And I was not, I was 19 at the time. And and you, and for our listeners home, we, we, I know, you know, it was your oldest brother, which is Vince, and then Rick was the middle, and then you were the youngest, correct? Yeah, correct. I'm the baby of the family, but I got the uh, liberty of representing the family through this and, uh, being the Team Corona Foundation president, as Rick put it. <laughs> <laughs> you earned that, Tim, from all the hazing throughout the years of both older brothers, probably uh, beating up and hazing you and coming through, you know, the, the, being the, the youngest. Uh, I, I feel like I can say that because I am the youngest, and I, I experienced that with my older brother, I guess, and his friends just hazing as I was the, you know, the, the four years younger uh, than my brother and, and just took the abuse many years of his friends and him just abusing me over the years. So <laughs> I, I, I feel I feel you, Tim. I feel it. So right. Rick gets diagnosed in 14, and then you lose your mom. Your dad also died of cancer, but not pancreatic cancer, correct? Correct. Yeah, he had uh, bone cancer, mastitis to prostate, and he passed away in 2001. So... So losing both parents and then Rick being diagnosed, you guys kind of rallied. And, and I, I've, I've, you know, honestly, Tim, for all the years we've known each other, I've never really asked, like, what was the gumption or what was the idea around starting Team Corone? Well, really, I would say the gumption of starting Team Corone is my brother Rick always wanted to have something to give back after my mother and father passed away. And this was kind of a kick in the butt, <laughs> lack of a better word, you know, as he got pancreatic cancer, he's like, well, shoot, now is my time. I didn't do it before. I have to do it now because I don't know how much longer I have and I want to get something moving forward to help others. And then that's when his faith you know, faith, friends, and family came into effect, and he knew he had to stay positive to overcome, ultimately, the inevitable with his stage 4 pancreatic cancer. And so Team Carome was started in what year, Tim? Because I, if I look back, I mean, I think I have attended a, a handful of your signature events, which you guys do in the fall, which we're going to talk about, but the first one was in 14 or 15? I believe the first foundation rally was in 2014 and before that was the one just for rick and the family so we are in our fifth year now of being a not-for-profit team corone foundation as of march 19th 2019 we're in our fifth year so ultimately we've had six music fests but five of them the last five 
or Team Corone Foundation, not-for-profit related. So, Tim, the first one that you guys did in 2014 was for Rick, and then as Team Corone Foundation, as you guys incorporated and started a foundation and realized really like this was something that you guys could do for more than just Rick and other people and giving back was that 15-year and uh, five years uh, anniversary was just in just not too long ago as we record this here on the what are we uh, the 27th so it was March 19th so congratulations on five years buddy yeah sounds good couldn't do it without all the help of others out there and I've been really blessed you know when when Rick was alive he had asked me to uh, to come and speak at two of the events and and I think that bond and that relationship that forged between Rick and I has now carried over to you and I, Tim. And, and, you know, I think one of the things that's been really amazing from an outsider to see what you guys have done. And I, you know, Rick was always a big proponent about not, not, and not about him. And you wear that same, you know, you have that same demeanor wear the same pants are, you know, created from that same cloth. But I think the special thing that you guys have really embraced is helping people in that local community. And I can't tell you, and I know I've said this to you before, man, it's just so special to be at those events because it is a rally for what Rick, you, Vince, and everyone else that's been involved, because there are other people that now have, have stepped up and helped out there at Team Corona and what you guys have done you know, in, in memory of, you know, your family's loss, but it is really special to see. And, and I've got to say, every time I've gone to an event, it's pretty special to meet someone new that lives in the the greater Cary area or in that geographic area there where the event is, is held that is touched by a cancer that comes and just is like in this club of support and love. And I remember the girl Haley, the, the young child, Micaiah, I think was his name. And, and there's been many people before, even the guy um, who I know is your boss, um, Wags here, there that donates the property for the event, his son being touched by cancer as well. And just having him speak about it and, and seeing his son at, at the events over the years is just really, really inspiring and just, I think, really special. Oh, it really is. And speaking of Wags, which we didn't even know it coming into our second year, I believe it was. And that's when his son, Tommy, had um, lung cancer and had a tumor on his lung and had to have it removed. That was all during our planning stages for the event out at his property. He didn't even tell us anything about it. I had no idea until like the next year when he spoke about it. It was just so surreal that he didn't want to take anything away from us having the pancreatic cancer fundraiser on his property out there from his son going through something somewhat similar. I mean, I, you know, I mean, cancer's cancer and a tumor's tumor. I mean, it's crazy. So wild. And I think that's the selflessness that starts at the top with you guys having this idea to give back and to people in the community. And I'll never forget... You know, when when I was out there that first year and Haley was the young girl from the area and I just remember just her and Rick hugging. And I remember uh, there was a silent auction or it, was, it wasn't a silent auction, it was the live auction. And right. 
you know, uh, the football helmet, I think, from Matt Light was being auctioned off. Matt, who is a former uh, NFL player, has his own charity, was good friends with your brother Rick through the hunting industry, and he attended the event. And I know Rick became pretty tight with, with Matt and his wife, uh, but Matt is from New England. Well, he's not from – he's from Indiana, uh, but played at Purdue, played for the Patriots. I think he won three Super Bowls, and he donated, like, his um, Pro Bowl helmet which is pretty freaking special, yep. you know, because not everyone gets to go to a Pro Bowl. And, you know, those are kind of like special items. And I was just like, man, but like, you know, they, they, they donated the proceeds back that I believe that was going to Haley to help her family and everything. It's just really, really special. But I'll just never forget, you know, Rick and her hugging during that moment because uh, it was just really a special event. And I, I think that was, you know, naturally for me, the first year I attended the event, and I realized like what this was all about and just really kind of special about the event. And you guys have done some other things um, throughout the year with Team Corone. Why did you guys decide to do a music country music festival? And I, and I was going to say music, but it is kind of more geared to country. But I know there's been some artists there that have been, you know, country, but also kind of like mainstream as well. But what, what was the idea around that and why, why, why kind of that concept? You know, the main thing that we had with the make it a country music festival is just our setting that we have. You know, it kind of ties into the whole hunting industry uh, that Rick was part of and country music, being friends with um, the Buck Commander guys and, um, of course, Jason Aldean and Luke Bryan. That's our country background. And then just being out at WAGS, being in the country. I mean, it's like hunting land, and it's the country. And, uh, you know, country's in. Who doesn't like a nice country concert and some uh, and some food and beverages? I, I will agree with you there. I mean, I, 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 I think I told you the story. I didn't really listen to country music until after that event. And uh, after that event, I also got a pickup truck. So uh, it, it goes hand in hand. And I'm still waiting to go hunting. And I want to talk about that. And, and this is kind of something that I know I used to talk to Rick about it. And then, you know, now with you, we, we talk often about it. The hunting was just something, it wasn't something new for you guys, right? Like you guys grew up as a family with your dad going hunting, correct? Yes, correct. Yep, yep. My dad was a whitetail hunter and upland bird hunter. And, you know, Rick ultimately took most of the hunting experiences as he was the middle child. And he was the one that really had a passion for hunting. And growing up, um, Rick and uh, kind of myself, I used to go along with him whenever I could when he'd want the little brother around. Uh, we would just walk a couple hundred yards to the back of the property, and there was a nice forest, and the farmer and the property owner let uh, Rick hunt out there, squirrels and deer, and that was his little haven for for years. So it's pretty cool to be able to hunt so close to where you live as a child. That is really cool. And as the years, as you guys got older, you guys got more entrenched in, in going on hunts. And I know from, again, I've been really fortunate to see this kind of uh, 
firsthand and, and for our listeners at home and, and you know we've got a kind of a vast audience I mean I think there's something that I want to put out on the table here with you know society today and people go oh you know there's a lot of people like there's these big game hunters you know that go overseas and you know we'll we'll shoot these animals that's not what we're talking about and I, I don't think and I'm not trying to put words in your mouth Tim but from knowing you that's not what you guys do um, I know from what I have seen and from the people that I've met through the Team Corona Foundation, all these guys, um, you know, are responsible hunters. All of them eat what they kill, um, you know, and, and, and they also do it legally and they do it the right way. And, you know, so uh, I just want to put that out there, you know, and I know everyone's got a right to their own opinion and, you know, uh, that's fine. But I think the way you guys do it and, and what I have seen and, and the people I have met, have met, I should say, have been nothing but, you know, amazing people that, um, you know, in, in the bigger thing, you know, hunters, I think, get a really bad rap, um, you know, and it's kind of like, yeah, the, the, the idiot who's out there that does it for all the wrong reasons, the one idiot or the two idiots, you know, doesn't mean that the whole, anyone who hunts is an idiot, right? And it's the same thing as there's bad doctors and there's good doctors, right? But the bad doctors aren't what every doctor is, you know, and there's good accounts and there's, there's bad accounts and there's lawyers, every profession, we can look at that, right? And any advocation we can look at, you know, and there's good and bad and everything. But I, I will tell you, the people that I have met through this relationship have been willing to like, give you the shirt off your back um, in, in a situation when you need help. And to me, that matters that uh, more than anything. And it also shows someone's true character. And I, I've been really, and again, I've used this term before on this call, but blessed to, to meet some of these people. And, and they are hunting for all the right reasons, you know. So I just want to put that out there. So, sorry, right. that's my rant, Very well Tim. Said. Tim, yeah. sorry for ranting there, but I wanted to put that yeah. out there because I respect what you guys have done. And back to it, you guys grew up hunting, and, and that's something that just kind of, as you guys got older, just, uh, you know, I know for Rick, it was something that he, you know, worked as a profession. And I know you've been blessed to go on a lot of hunts as well and, and with friends and stuff. And I know we were trying to plan some stuff this year, which hopefully we'll get to. But it's yeah. really been kind of a, a passion for you guys as a family. Yes, for sure. But like I say... Rick had the real passion for it, and now I just need to keep trying to keep the keep Rick's passion alive. Because I, you know, Rick's passion is ultimately instilled in me for hunting, and that's what I think of on the days that I can can go, but maybe feel a little lazy and I don't want to. I'm like, no, it's a driving force to go do it just to keep his spirit alive. And that's been really, I think. When we look at what you guys have done with Team Corona as well, though, I mean, we talked briefly about, you know, the event, the, the music festival and, and the music, but then also going there and you guys have a litany of raffles. And I know a lot of them are geared towards the hunting industry, fly rods, um, and not necessarily, I mean, I should, I should back up, not just talking about hunting, fishing as well. And I would probably say... Tim, the, probably the best term, and I have a note here, is like family traditions, right? Because uh, just sure. the hunting. Outdoors. Yeah, being yeah. outdoor and being, being active. Outdoors. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's something that's really cool, I think, that you guys have done, you know, with the event as well is tie in. And it's not just about, yeah, 
don't get us wrong here. You know, you, I've always said you can't do anything without money. So the ultimate goal is to raise as much money as possible. But I think by incorporating and really giving people kind of who don't know about Team Carone your like traditions and, and ingraining them in what you guys love to do is just so cool, man. Because like all, you can go down that list of you know you guys have I, I, it's got to be almost close to 100 auction items it seems like but they are all ingrained in what those traditions were whether it was athletics um, you guys were super involved in sports growing up Rick you know was a minor league baseball player so there's tons of baseball football stuff as well from you know the the signed stuff to like experiences. You talked about the country music, and I know those artists that you mentioned have always been really good to you guys. I've seen plenty of uh, Jason Aldean jeans and uh, Luke Bryan guitars or vice versa. I think Luke usually sends jeans and Jason sends a guitar, which is really cool. Um, And, you know, the hunting stuff, you know, that's been auctioned, whether it's a shooting rifle or archery bow or many trips. I think that's just really cool. And I think those are the kind of things that make the event so authentic to what you guys are about. It's just really, really fascinating to me. Right. Uh, but like what you said, you know, Team Corona Foundation couldn't, you know, the way we raise money is by having this benefit and auction and being in, you know, with different friends in the outdoor industry, that's how we get our items donated by these larger companies and corporations and even smaller companies. It's just all sports or outdoor related where as long as these companies keep donating to us, that's what we have for our auction. So, I mean, it's hard to get companies to donate and the ones that are donating to us via sponsorships or donations of product are outdoors, hunting, fishing, you know, sports related. So that's why our auction, you know, is so unique to say, um, because really, I guess if we had somebody that was doing more in, I don't know, arts and so forth, we might have more art type auctions, but we don't. It's all outdoor and hunting and fishing related. Yeah, it's just an awesome event. So I want to talk, I want to shift a little bit here. So you've been doing this event over the last five years. We have a partnership last year. We funded some research in the greater Chicagoland area at the University of Chicago Medical Center, which is the number one, the highest volume pancreatic cancer center in the Chicagoland area. But then, so you guys fund research combined with what we do here. You've helped us. And then also you guys do something locally, you know, with regards to the athletes that are local um, in the, and I don't want to butcher it, Tim, here. It's within a, a certain district, correct, in the in the geographical sure. area? Yes. You know, um, so as you stated, we do fund the pancreatic research um, at the University of Chicago Medicine. We also uh, give gifts of love. Uh, to locals that may, you know, need some money or just, you know, a little pick-me-up. And then we also do eight scholarships for each of our District 155 high school graduating uh, senior male or female. And those are 
kids that go to that area, go to those schools locally, and um, are those? What's the requirement there, Tim? Is it is it athletic based? Is it merit based? Academic based, or a combination of everything? Well, it's a combination of everything. I mean, honestly, it's um, academics, how you are in your community, athletics, uh, and then also uh, spirituality. There's a you know a couple different factors, but yes. And then the event happens typically in the fall. You guys have set the 2019 date, correct? Yes. This year's event will be Saturday, September 21st, 2019. And have you guys uh, booked a headliner this year, Tim? Oh, yeah, we have. But of course, uh, I'm not sure who that is. Dana is taking care of that. She's our one, one of our head volunteers who uh, takes care of the music. I do know, uh, I believe Benton Blount is coming back. Fog line, of course, is coming back. And the headliner, I'll have to get that information. Sorry, Dana. (laughs) That's all right. That's all right. So uh, you you typically, and I want to just talk about a couple of the guys here. So Benton is a local guy. He's actually been touched by pancreatic cancer and was on not The Voice, but America's Top Performer, I believe. Yeah, I believe it was America's Got Talent. And actually, he's a uh, North Carolina or South Carolina boy. Oh, really? I thought he—I thought he lived yeah. locally. No, no. Wow, that's awesome no. that he does that. That he's—he's he's been great to have, and and the guys at Fogline, I mean, are are so gracious to come in year after year after year, and 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 we recently talked to Dustin, and I don't know if you know this or not. But the music to our podcast up front, uh, bookend, is from Fogline. We, we, uh, we, Dustin and I were talking, and, and they've been so awesome to support you guys, Team Corona. And I know they've done some stuff, you know, co branded with, with all three of us, right? With Fogline, Team Corona, and Project Purple before. And I reached out to Dustin because we wanted to kind of do some new music on our podcast and we were we were kind of tossing around this idea like how could we get like a recording artist to do some signature music and i reached out i was like who who do i know that plays music that's really good and i was like oh dustin so i reached out to him and he's like hey we're actually putting out a new album and and here's some tunes acoustically without any lyrics and we actually picked one of the songs so uh, those guys have been awesome and he just when you talk about selfless and, and, you know, Tim, it's it's pretty fascinating having this conversation with you because if you look at some of the names we've thrown out here, they're all cut from that same cloth of doing things for others and not necessarily, you know, worrying about what's in it for them. Yes, for sure. So this year, the date is September 21st. It's on a Saturday. I have to say... Um, being there as often as I had for those people in the the Chicago land area. I mean, I've Ubered from Chicago, a city from the city limits uh, before. It, it's an easy ride. It's a beautiful event. You guys put on a, an impressive. I, I've always been impressed with the whole logistics and planning and everything. I mean, it is just a, a, a wonderful event to be involved. So, Tim, if people want to learn more about the event. 
in the Chicagoland area or even nationally that maybe they want to fly out and, and come to the event, what's the best way for them to learn about the music event and also with what Team Corona is doing there? Well, that would be the internet at www. You probably don't need to say anymore. <laughs> TeamCoronaFoundation.org or TeamCorona.com. It's auto-reverted to TeamCoronaFoundation.org. And we'll try to keep the website updated as much as we can. Uh, now is a critical time for six months out. And uh, stuff is just starting to roll in. It's getting crazy already. I love it. I love it. And you can actually, I believe you can, there's a couple ways too. I want our, our listeners at home to to take this information as well. You guys do the auction, which I mentioned. You can. You don't necessarily have to be there to be involved in the auction, correct? Yes, Dino, you are correct. Everything is online when it will be closer to the date. You do not physically have to be at our Music Fest, but we would love to have you. But yes, you can log on through our website to find the auction item through our website. There's a link to another uh, website where we hold the auction for the online auction. Then, of course, at our event, we do silent and live auction items also. Yeah, and I know uh, you guys have had some amazing auction items through the years. I mean, there's been from us from signed, you know, uh, Cubs World Series teams to we talked about, you know, anyone who's looking for a pair of Luke Bryan jeans could be a high possibility, I'm sure, or Jason Aldean um, to I remember last year there was, you know, uh, song lyrics from uh, I forget the gentleman's name. Uh, but one of the up-and-coming uh, Cole, what was the guy's name? I'm forgetting his name here, too. Well, yeah, I mean, he's more than up-and-coming, but if you're thinking of Cole Swindell, he's definitely a current uh, copper now. I believe it was originally one of his uh, song lyrics when he was just uh, just just starting out. But yeah. Now he is yeah, he's... he's he, yeah, he's pretty high up there. Um, that's right. It is Cole Swindell, and that was like really cool. I remember seeing that last year, and I was like, "That is really cool," because I've never seen that um, at, at an event where you had actual song lyrics of of what one of his hit songs, uh, which was his handwriting and everything, which was really really cool. So some really cool auction items, and you guys have trips and vacations and excursions, fishing excursions, hunting excursions, and some really, really fascinating things. I, I, I won a turkey hunt one year down in Tennessee uh, with one of the, the hunters and just really, really cool stuff. So uh, for those listening at home, make sure you check out teamcoronfoundation.org. They've got that stuff online. You also have your ways that if there's people there in the Chicagoland area or people, maybe someone listening that is in the hunting industry or finishing industry, um, or they want to get involved with Team Corona and help sponsor the event, you guys have your sponsorship deck online as well, I believe, and they can get involved that way as well. Yes, for sure. And to be truthful, our website is, is being updated right now so it is all on there but it may be old information but if you just click on the info link and shoot us an email 
email. We'll get you the updated information as we're working with our web developer. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, great stuff, Tim. Tim, I, I've got to say, uh, you know, this is like two brothers having a conversation. This is this is pretty easy to do, and um, you know, I commend you, your brother, the family, all the friends. Um, you know, there's not a day that I, I miss talking to your brother. And uh, I know you feel that same way and, and that void will never be replaced. But I know you and I have talked about this. You know, it's like we, uh, you know, we lost Rick, but we gained each other in, in a very powerful way. And I appreciate everything that the Team Corona Foundation has done and everything that you're doing and all the, the stuff that you guys have helped us do here, you know, with the grant there in Chicago, which is, you know, the Rick Carone um, Fellowship that we created, Research Fellowship in memory of Rick here that you guys helped fund last year. And, and we're looking forward to for announcing that gift this year and, and doing some more stuff. And it's just great to have a partner like you guys in our corner to help us do what we're doing. Cause some days uh, I'm sure maybe sometimes you feel this way. You're, you, you feel alone in this fight and it's just really powerful when you find someone who's kind of of like-minded and, and has the same goal, which is, you know, you're saying, which is shut down cancer, you know, and, and that's the ultimate goal here, you know, is to end this thing called pancreatic cancer. So I, I appreciate all the love and support, appreciate the time and, and really, um, really admire everything you've done, brother. You know, I can't express, You'll never know what you, Dino Varelli, and Project Purple means to the Team Corona Foundation, to all of our volunteers and committee members and our boards that we have, what you and Project Purple do to help us is exponentially more than anything that I feel that I could do for you to repay Project Purple. You are definitely a guiding light, and I appreciate it. Um, it's just awesome. I mean, I couldn't ask for a better partner that you, like I said before, you reached out to us. It's awesome. It's a friendship. It's a it's a brotherhood. Uh, it's, it's just amazing what you and Project Purple have done, do, and will do in the future. Love you, brother. So for those Love listening, that's a wrap of another episode of the Project Purple Podcast. And for those in the Chicagoland area, come out on September 21st for the Team Corona Country Music Festival, Shut Down Cancer. So we can't wait for it, Tim. I look forward to seeing you again, brother. Safe travels. Yeah.